Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. With your hosts, Brent Radlinski from the Yankee Tavern North and Dave Van Robies from the Dutch Oven. Both of us are in Lethbridge, Alberta. Let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast Show 157, November 29th, 2021. Getting closer and closer to December and then the holiday season is upon us, Dave. Did you get your Christmas lights up this weekend? They are up. They're hanging. They're on. The boy and I got out there and and uh, and did it. And my son's at the age now where he's like he's actually helping. Like it's it's not like he always did help. And so like it was put in the light bulb and, here. Yeah, he's doing and, stuff yeah, up and, on and, the you gotta pay, and everything else. And, yeah, and you got to pay attention a little bit to what he's up to. But this time he was completely one hundred percent all the way. He made that job so quick this year, and I'm, I I told him so. I was proud of him. That's good. So uh, it's DC. You must have battled the wind a little bit on Saturday. I think it was windy here, messing out on Saturday like crazy. But we get used to it. Some of we talk about all the time in the on the podcast to open up the show. But Dave, uh, tonight I got Hell's Basement, the feather. It used to be called Huru Huru, but uh, they uh, did some translations and speak. And something about pubic hair. I'm going to do a little bit more research on it. But the they they had to rebrand it to the feather. The huru huru was uh, some something about pubic hair. I'll tell you the story later on on the the Hell's Basement. But it's a very good beer. It's light. It's nice. It's very good. Um, what are you rolling with tonight? Uh, mine is called Cat's Got the Cream. I was telling you the the place where I get my growler filled occasionally. They have a ton of um, micro brews in the cooler, so I I go can sniffing. And this one, it's it's a uh, Creamy vanilla caramel ale. It's it's delicious. I, I'm glad I only have one. And it's from Regina Rebellion. But that's what I'm going with. Sorry for droning. Oh, no, no, no big deal. Dave, the uh, college football season kind of well, rival weekend was last weekend. Great games in Michigan. I, I, I was working, so I didn't get to watch the games. But I saw the, uh, the pouring on the field at uh, Michigan Stadium. They beat uh, Ohio State, which I'm, I'm all for. Anytime Ohio State loses, it's great. Uh, watching the fans pour in the field, the rivalries, the tradition, the the, the passion the fans at college football have. Uh, to me, I, I think it's I think it's second to none. I'm not the the most knowledgeable football guy, but the passion that these fans show on a, a week in week eight, week out basis for two and a half to three months a year it uh, it means a lot. To these people when they get a big win like that. Uh, it puts a smile on my face anyways. 
<laughs> yeah, like in and it's been a long like Jim Harbaugh hasn't won a big game in his tenure there. And so for his, that monkey is finally off their back against Ohio State. Um I can only it's imagine not so Ohio State out of anything. Yeah. So so Ohio State, the, the best they can do is the Rose Bowl now. Which is all right, but it's not which is anything. all right. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, good on Harbaugh, good on Michigan. I, 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 I have a rooting interest in college football. It is Michigan. I like him. I have no particular reason. It, I should be a state fan because that's where my aunt went to, but maybe I was just too young and dumb. But I like, I cheer for Michigan and I, and I, uh, it felt good watching them. And, and, and I can only imagine what those fans felt like because that must have felt the way they so stormed good. the field when the game was over. And else you got 108,000, 110,000 people, whatever it seats there now. They, they, they have expanded a little bit. It's, it's fun to watch, and hopefully nobody got hurt or injured or anything else. But uh, what a difference a year, year makes when you had uh, no one rushing the field in the big wins because of the COVID situation to now. It's uh, it's crazy to the year the year and a half we've been through from uh, now to COVID and everything else. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a welcome sight to see for sports fans. Without a doubt. Like you, you say that, I didn't see a – you saw – you didn't see a ton of masks. So if someone got, has the vid there, I imagine a lot more people have the vid. <laughs> yeah. We're not worried about that. No, I hope they're all vaccinated and, and everything else. So yeah, but it did. It, it felt it felt good, but it felt good. And I and I'm and I'm really jealous and happy for uh, the people that were at that park. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to see some USC games live uh, with ninety-seven thousand people in the building. It's hard to describe. Like until you actually go to something like that. It's you can't really put it into words how like first the 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 the, the mass of humanity that's there and the the the, the rooting interest that the home team has and it's a, an all day event but anyways we'll get into that a little bit later um, one thing that happened over the weekend uh, was the coaching changes that happened in college football that I should have a um, I should be happier about but it also kind of puts into perspective how little um how do i word this properly without sound like a dickhead uh, how little the actual school cares about the university a little bit when they're paying these college football coaches the amount of money they have maybe it's not the school so much but the boosters how much money they give these college coaches lincoln riley left oklahoma which is a top five college football program year after year um and he's brought that school to within a game here and a game there of going to a national championship. After the game on Saturday, he decides, well, it was already decided ahead of time that he's going to coach my USC Trojans and he is his contract for 13 million bucks a year, plus a house, plus a jet, plus, 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 plus. And, you know, you, you, you see these schools that uh, struggle to uh, pay the bills, but boosters give money to football. Dave, I Get it because a football stadium with ninety thousand people uh, pays pays for a lot of books, a lot of tuition for a lot of professors. I get it, but man, oh man, it's a little bit. I don't know. It's it's how do I, it's it's hypocritical of me to not like it because I'm a football guy and a USC guy, but it's a bit of a sour taste knowing the state of the, the world we're in right now. Does that make sense? 
Oh no, I I hear where you're going, and I'm I'm looking for some words to describe. Like it's uh, the 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 boosters and the people that are willing to to give this kind of money. It's 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 almost misguided philanthropy. If you're willing yeah. to do that, like think there's a lot better, bigger problems in your town, in your city, in your state, on this planet. There's way bigger problems than Trojan's uh, win-loss record. And that's the way I kind of, is that kind of what you mean? Like you, you, yeah. You like it? Well, the fun, and I just thought of this to, to add to my, to my thought process here, Dave was, is that there was a, a few celebrities at Mossimo, whatever his name was, and Lori, whatever her name was from the Full House. They they bought their their kids into school. What the fuck's the difference about these people buying a football coach? No, it's it's not, and and, and it's just you know what I mean. Like world. it's 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 not just USC that does it. Like I'm just saying USC. I, I follow him a lot more, so I know a little bit more of the situation. There's other schools do it too, but it just seems like. They're talking on both sides of their mouth. Why? The school is. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that because uh, obviously it's a revenue generator. Obviously, the more money that gets donated to the school is a good thing for the the school. It attracts. Um, it's less that the university itself has to pay for. And, and I don't know these... The coach, you can't ever blame a coach for for saying yes to that money either. Like, no. and 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 for all this money being thrown around and and people showing how much they care, whether it be it's a pissing contest or not, it's not making college football a better product, right? It's 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 becoming more and more every year has and has nots. Yeah, like Alabama has been there forever now. Top four every well, freaking year. They're on their way out on Saturday. Here's hoping, but yeah. Well, here's hoping, right? You know, and then Oklahoma's always there. LSU, Auburn, uh, Clemson takes a sniff every now and then. Ohio State is always there. There's there's clearly a hierarchy that's developing, and and you need ridiculous amounts of money to compete. It's it's to me it's odd. Like you see Lincoln Riley going to to the USC, and let's hope for for my rooting interest that he can. Start Turn that uh, program around. It's been hurting for quite a few years now, but you, you, I, I kind of miss the days of uh, Bobby Bowden at Florida State because he was there forever. Um, Joe Paterno, yes, there was some crap at the end of his of his life and his career at Penn State, but he was there forever. Uh, you had Lou Holtz, who was at Notre Dame forever. I kind of miss those days where these guys would they they would they would be at the school. They would, that, that was part of the, 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 that was the program was the coach. And now these and, guys bounce around and, and they, they lose, I think that each, each program lose their identity a little bit because now you got, that was announced tonight. You got, uh, what the heck's his name? Uh, Jim or Brian Kelly leaving a, a top five program in the country, Notre Dame to go to more money at LSU. Like the the thing about college football that is so great to me is the the passion that they have for their team. Now they're just employees of the team. Well, they're right? hired guns. They're hired they're, guns they're, to come in yeah. and win. And here's my money. If we can, if we can, if we can win, then great. If not, we'll get somebody else. Whereas the passion for the for the college, and they get that they have 
they, they, the, the only shirts they have are the, 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 the t-shirts and the golf shirts and the, the hats from their college. Now it just seems they bounce around. It just loses luster. And it, uh, there, there's not that same, I mean, I'm like with the fan base it is, but the coaching staff bounces around so much. I, I, I just, it, it's disheartens me a little bit getting, I, as, I, as I guess I get older, it just, it kind of saddens my heart a little bit. I think a lot of those coaches too are chasing a ring or they've made a decision to make as much money as they can. Um, taking this SC job. I, I got to think aside from the money, the, the better position he may be in, in USC, he's going to get easy four years. He's, he's going to have, he's going to have to uh, start some of his, recruits before you can really judge his work but he must think he can recruit better to uh los oh, angeles they, they were talking the radio tonight Dave, when i was driving home tonight they were talking to radio he's got to produce in year two well like oh. it, it i guess it just depends on what kind of talent you have on the roster right that's none of his talent yeah you got to produce in year two for that kind of dough it, it's just i just find it strange like they, they, these guys who used to like i said bobby bowden paterno they they would bleed their their teams there and it's just it's just different now. Things are just different. Money money has changed every sport that we talked like whether it be the players, the, the coaches, the agents, everything. It's just it's a it's a different different game for everything we, we have now. And it's it's it, and it's unfortunate. So I, do you th- so do you think if and when they expand the college football playoff, is that going to exacerbate the problem or or make it because now, like, let's say eight, ten teams make the playoff, right? Make it worse. Because it's gonna give it's gonna give the have not a, a thought that they can make it. So well, it's more- a lot tough. It's a lot tougher to get top four than top ten, top eight, right? And this will take a lot of wind out of the sails. So like, but I think, think that, but I think this this should go go up pro sports too, Dave. If if you know you're not a, a Stanley Cup contender, why would you go and spend Stanley Cup money? If you're if you're not a major Easy. league team, a major league uh, championship team, if you're not a World Series contender, why would you go out and spend World Championship money? Like you, you watch the, the money they're they're throwing around today, the, which is fucking hypocritical once again by the owners and the players. The the money they're they're, they're throwing out right now to these major league baseball players on the eve of destruction. What song is that? Or is it a TV show? Doesn't matter. The eve of destruction, which is happening, the money getting throwing out for Corey Seager's a good ball player. He ain't three hundred twenty-five million dollars good. Not that even sexy close. slide, yeah. That's just <laughs> fucking Rangers. They finished. They, they had sixty wins last year. What are they going to have next year? Eighty. I I yeah. don't I don't get it. I, I don't, don't get, get it. it. And then you uh, got, and then okay, and we talked but, last week about Cone. He, now he's having a hissy fit about that one about the player Stephen Matz saying no to the Mets. Now he's having a billionaire hissy fit, spending money like no one's business with with the Mets. It's so hypocritical. It's so hypocritical. Well, and then and then they still don't have a collective bargaining agreement, right? So, That's what I mean. So two yeah. days from now, no one has jobs. None of them. But they're giving these guys three hundred million dollars. 250 blah 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 in the last out last day and a half. It's like, what the fuck, man? The Jays spent a bit of dough too, but 
We'll like, get into that in like, a little bit here, but no, yeah. but like, uh, like on that note, like, what are you supposed to do? You can do it now. And like, do you want to negotiate this contract now or after the strike when you don't know what terms may be? No, I don't, but I don't blame the players. I don't, but the well, owners oh, can't oh, be cr- crying bullshit either. If someone was to offer me 300 million, I'd take it. Yeah. No, but like when you're saying crying bullshit, like, so what, what are the sticking points in this, in this, in the CBA? The, the 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 biggest thing is that the revenue differential between what the players make and what the owners make is too is too large of a scale. Okay, and then also I heard there's a lot more, and they actually announced it. They're actually going to start paying for housing for minor league teams and that kind of thing. Yeah, I would have to imagine it's nickels, but but still, it's like, good. It's good it's, for the little for the little guy to get something. It's Absolutely. a ton of players. Like you know, yeah. I'm not. It's something that should have been in place a long time ago. Yeah, but that's that's a commitment, and I think I think the players should, if they want more revenue from the owners, the majority of that should go to financing. Uh, like at least let players make minimum wage if they're in A ball or double A ball. Yeah, it's which a lot don't. Yeah, like that. Yeah. We'll talk about baseball in a second here, Dave, but like we'll get back to the, the college game a little bit. I, I just, I find it, it's hard to believe because the biggest thing uh, about college football is you got those four or five games every year that you play the same teams and they're rivalry games. For a, a coach who ha- doesn't have that passion for that rivalry, who didn't go to that school, didn't play for that school or whatever, I find it, to me, it just takes a little bit away from it to jump into it. Like Harbaugh went to Michigan. It, it, you have these coaches who were there forever. It just takes away from wanting to beat that team. Like there, there, there's some teams that might finish two and 10 in a season, but they got their one win against Texas Tech or their one yeah. win against Montana State or their one win against Iowa State. You know what I mean? That, I just the, the coaching carousel. I think the way they do it now, I think it hurts the game a little bit. It won't. The game won't suffer, but but it know, will. But it, it it removes emotion from the game, right? Like, but it but does the home fan give a shit who's standing on the sideline when you beat the rival? Does the booster give a shit? He wants to beat his rival, and that's why he's giving. The booster will make sure that that coach is taken care of. And I think that Lincoln Riley is going to regret leaving Oklahoma because he had a good thing going there, man. That guy was there. He's 37, 38 years old. He's going into oblivion now in LA. Well, and if he succeeds and maybe he goes to the NFL, maybe that's his end goal. Maybe like 37, he still has time. Like maybe that's like he aspires to more. And if and if he can if he can turn that program around, he can make he'll he'll make a shit ton of money, and maybe stay there forever. Or be, maybe be a stay coach, there forever. Be yeah. a coach, win some championships. Yeah, I think that means more to me. To me, winning championships because you know what, you'll make enough money. You stay in Oklahoma, you win some. Cha- you they you they'll name the stadium after you, Bear Bryant, Alabama. You know the worst job. You know the worst job's going to be coming up in the next five to six years. The guy who replaces Nick Saban. That job is going to be shitty because Saban has done nothing but win. 
That's going to be a there. shitty, shitty job. Because Those the day are- that guy loses his first game in the th- week three, which Saban never does, he's going to be persecuted. It's those are big, big shoes to fill. Really big shoes to fill. And that's what makes college football so great to me. I mean, you get there, there's 13 weeks, you don't know who the players are in September, not a clue who they are. And then they go into obscurity selling cars in whatever town they're from. I, I think it's great the way the, the, the fans and everything else take to, to, to follow it. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer with sports talk, and a whole lot more. I think it was on Saturday night. Brady Kachuk and the uh, Ottawa Senators were down in Staples Center or whatever they're calling it now. The uh, what's it called? Some Bitcoin. Bitcoin? Crypto? Crypto? The Crypto Center. We'll call it the Crypto Center. Who cares? It'll always be Staples Center to me. I've been been there a few times. Beautiful building. Is It's... It's something. It's it's something, to say the least. Anyways, the Senators were down there. Late in the third period, there was a, uh, a skirmish, per, per se, a, a Donnie Brook and Brady Kachuk, uh, son of Keith Kachuk, got into a little bit of a situation with uh, Brendan Lemieux, son of uh, the biggest rat to ever play the game, Claude Lemieux. And, of course, Bre- Brendan Lemieux bit... Brady Kachuk's finger. Allegedly. Uh, there's no allegedly. It happened. <laughs> there was there was bite marks and blood, the whole shebang. There's got to be a rabies shot and everything else going on now. Uh, there's no alleged. You, you, you don't fake getting bit, I don't think, Dave. When's the last time you got bit? I don't remember, but like just to talk about that. But not by a dog, but like by a human being. I couldn't imagine getting bit so hard that it broke my skin. Jesus. That's a hard bite. That would hurt like hell. Like I, there's like if someone's gonna bite you on your finger hard enough to to draw blood, like all bets are off. I'm allowed like, to do. We've talked about the Kachuk brothers having a, a skirmish here or there when they were kids. I'm thinking that Matthew never ever once bit Brady hard enough to break skin. When they oh, were God, kids. no. No, no. I would imagine there'd be an ass whooping from somebody. Some yeah, because Keith would have come upstairs with his great big old body and said, hey, let's see little fricks. Enough. Punch each other instead. There's something. Yeah. Something. Do something instead. But biting, Anyways, biting someone in a fight, like in, in, in a hockey fight, is just such disrespect. Now, I, I think it's an all, like, you hate to, to, Give the kid the uh, the the short straws, I guess I would say, by saying group me with your dad. His dad was a rat. His dad was a dirty hockey player. You know, effective. Did he brought some teams to Promised Land over the years? Won some Stanley Cups. Three different bit, teams did his job on a, on a on a night in night out basis. He was a cocksucker. He probably got called a cocksucker a lot of times throughout his career. But how in the hell? You can't think that he taught his kid that, but or or is it is it a coincidence that his kid did something like that? Because well, he, if because it no, listen, Dave, if you listen to Brady Kachuk's comments after the after the uh, the game, what he said about no one likes him, no one wants him around, 
blah blah blah. If you everybody, if you want to read it or Dave, he's you, a you bad it. teammate. He's yeah. a bad teammate. Everything else. A person, yes, you shouldn't make comments based on emotion, which Brady did because he's got his finger bit. But uh, there's an old saying: a drunk man's words are a sober man's thoughts. Does this kind of go along the same lines a little bit? Obviously, he's not drunk, but is he? I'm mad. I'm going to say what I think about this guy, what I've always thought about this guy. Oh, for sure. And he might even be making shit up. We don't, we don't have a clue, right? He's angry and he's at the mic. And, and I like, like I said, like it's gloves are off. If you're biting, you're, he's allowed to say anything he wants after the game. Maybe isn't the smartest time to let go. Like, if you want to stay that mad for a day, then say it. But you can't. Well, that's what I just said. Like, you shouldn't make decisions based on emotion. Sometimes you take a step back and go, okay, here's what actually happened compared to what really happened, what, what I thought happened. Right. And that's the handlers, the team, whatever. Like, I get it. He's the captain, and and maybe he's contractually forced not forced like he's contractually obligated to be there every night um wearing the c like i don't know usually they are the captain's gonna talk yeah but when you're especially especially when it happened to him someone should have held him back yeah said and maybe they did he says i don't i don't care i'm going out there here's what i think about this this guy it's just uh it's crazy i i his brother Matthew was on uh, after hours on uh, Hockey Night in Canada there, and they did. I, I didn't. I had him on mute. I was listening to something else. I and I, I wonder what his his brother said about it because I could see a smirk on his face. They showed the clip, and Matthew was a bit of a shit in the server himself. Like both the Kachuk brothers are good hockey players, solid guy. I, I'd have him on my team any day, absolutely. But there's a little smirk on Matthew's face. I oh I. I should have looked up what he said, but we don't check uh, facts or stats or anything else here in the 1420 podcast. Uh, it would have been interesting to hear what he had to say because the smile and the, the, the snicker that he had going on <laughs> was like, oh, fuck. Oh, what did my brother do now? Because to get yourself, okay, I'm not justifying what Brendan Lemieux did. I will never justify a person getting spit on, bit on, whatever. But if you get bit, your hands were somewhere where they shouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm getting at? Well, I, like, like, was, like, aside was there, from a fight, was there, like, was there an order stanky fish hook coming on or something? Like, what was going on? I didn't see anything. I didn't, I, I haven't watched highlights. I haven't watched the fight. I just saw like still images with the news articles I read about it. Um, no, you're in a hockey fight. Like it's of course your hands are going to be close by a guy's face. How did your finger end up in someone's mouth? Like when you have you're a punching fist, him. No, when you have a fist, it's hard to get a finger bit. Like the end of his finger was bit. Well, maybe like they were jostling now. Like I don't like I don't know. And then when you're was jostling, like, you're like, like getting... I'm saying, was there a was there a phantom fish hook you were not aware of? <laughs> I I have no I I don't know. What I'm guessing is he just like doing you know those little tiny rabbit punches right to the nose and chin and along your gums that just yeah, hurt. who knows? I just I bet you it, that's what was happening. I'm saying to get your finger bit, your finger was somewhere where it shouldn't have been. Yeah, you should but, never you should never have your finger bit. Never, 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 <laughs> never. 
even by a shark, especially by a shark. Well, well there, I imagine. I think your industry has a has a saying of never, never put your finger where you wouldn't put your uh, genitalia. Nose. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. No, I, I just no. find it. I, I, I just find it crazy that like there, there must be some kind of disdain between like just what the reading uh, Brady Kachuk's um, statement. There's a disdain between the. Uh, Kachuk family and the Lemieux family that stems back decades. And we're talking decades now because I don't uh, think so. No, no, absolutely you don't think so? not. No, because like what, so. what possible grudge could uh, Keith Kachuk have? He was never he on played against he played against Claude Lemieux. But never in the playoffs. I think the guy was a prick to everybody, man. Nah. So was Keith so? Kachuk. No, I can't imagine that. No, you know I bet you those two kids still ran in, in circles like they would see each other just at events and stuff like that. So from what I read, though, I read deeper to that. I think they play, probably played some hockey USA stuff, and they just and they don't like each other. Those, those two guys, like there was some stuff going on. They're about the same age, everything else. Like I got the feeling that Brady Kachuk, Brady Kachuk is calling Brendan Lemieux out finally. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Well, he did, and let's see what happens next time those two teams play, right? Well, they don't play again this year, I don't think. The way oh, they've they passed their second time already? I, I, be I believe so, yeah. It's the way it turns out. So, Yeah, then, how typical could Chuck, like, talking shit, a whole ton of junk while you're walking out the door, like, jumping into your cab. Chuck. Yeah, whatever. Mouthpiece. Uh, Dave, that Oilers team seems to do We talked about it last Tuesday. Talked about it again tonight. Jesus, man, do they got a shot? Like, when when are you going to put the ring back on? It's funny. I uh, I bumped into a friend of mine on the weekend, and we talked about that. And he said to me, "He said you're you're cheering for him now again, aren't you?" I go, "I can't, buddy, because fuck, you lived through all that tough years, and like, just enjoy yourself a bit, watch the games and stuff." And, you know, I'm a little bit softer. I'm not, I'm peeking through the curtains. I'm not walking through the door. How's that? Wouldn't open the curtains and just play in the backyard, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, but now I'm in the hey, backyard. Hey, what's going on back there? Yeah, like, yeah. So I've, I've closed the curtains, but now I'm, I'm doing the Venetian blind, putting my eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're a fun team they, and they're, they're going. I watched. I watched. I've watched for the first time up a, a period of that uh, the Oilers Vegas game. I yeah. saw the Oilers score both their goals. 
Um, it was uh, it was good. I was I, I liked it. It's entertaining hockey. They're fun to watch, and you know, it's I feel better when the Oilers score goals when I'm watching. My heart don't lie. They uh, well, it's after American Thanksgiving, so they're in a playoff spot, so they, they should be okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch. I, I, I can they win a cup this year? They got a good chance. Anybody? Well, they're they're in the discussion, and anyone that tells you they're not is a liar. How's that? They're, they're in. I think they're in the discussion. Anyways, yeah. fourteen twenty sports podcast. Four beers of sports talk. Finger biting. When would you bite someone, Dave? What would have to happen? I ask. What would have to happen? I would uh... for you to bite someone's finger. Like, where would finger have to be placed for it to be inserted into your mouth for you to put your jibs down on it at a, with a forceful rate? The adrenaline would have to be flowing, and I can't, I can't ever foresee myself being in that situation. In that situation now, no. No, it, like, it would be my family was at physical risk, and that would be the only time. The, if, the, like, if, the, if the fish hook is coming, the jibs oh, are coming yeah. down. Yeah. Because if my if my uh, fingers getting close to getting bit or I'm close to biting fingers, it means the tank's almost empty. I would have like, I don't have a big bag of tricks. I'm not a fighter from way back. Did you ever happen to uh, witness God rest his soul, a friend of our a uh, friend of mine, grew up in Port McLeod? Did you I've ever heard witness, this story? Did you ever witness the Warner Stanky double fish hook camel clutch? No, I've heard about it multiple. Oh man, that was a vicious finishing maneuver, man. <laughs> oh. It was. It, it wasn't. It, I mean, it was effective, but it wasn't fun to watch. Like it was. You had, he had a lot of guys tap out. Anyways, fourteen twenty sports podcast. Water stinky finish removers. The uh, Brady Kachuk and everything else. Don't bite fingers, kids. It doesn't do you any good. This past weekend, the biggest sporting event in Canada wasn't the uh, Western Final, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, or Western Semifinal, Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Calgary, St. Peter's. It was easily the uh, Canadian Olympic trials to see who didn't represent Canada, the, the Olympics. Uh, Canada's, uh, I don't want to say ex-sweetheart, but Canada's curling sweetheart, Jennifer Jones, for years. Uh, now Canada's curling uh, mom, I guess aged a little bit and uh, Newfoundland's own Brad Gushu going to the Olympics for Canada again. Dave, is there a more lopsided event uh, in Olympic sports than curling? Um, not anymore. Uh, 20 years ago, for sure, Canada just ruled the roost. But there is some really excellent curlers. Um, in fact, I, I would be surprised I would guess that Sweden has won almost in the women's game. I would say Sweden has won as many gold medals as Canada. And on the men's side, I would say Canada has won probably 50% or 50, 50% of the gold medals, which is still really, really good. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's not as lopsided as, as you remember it. It's not Canada cup in the 1980s lopsided. Like when, when a Canadian team goes to the uh, the Olympics, so they're pretty much guaranteed a medal. 
at the very least. Yeah, both teams, though, Kevin Coey and uh, and uh, Rachel Holman, neither of them medaled last year. Oh, really? Yeah, last Olympics, neither of them did. It was the first time Canada didn't did not medal. Huh. And so, like I said, both of them had off tournaments and both have been world champions in the past. So it's not like they they and and they're good. Just something didn't happen for them. But uh, yeah, so not but like it's it's definitely. When Canada goes to uh, the Canadian curling teams, they're, if they're playing for bronze, they consider it a failure. That's for sure. Well, that that should be. I mean, there's only I can't think of eight countries that, that curl other than that. that uh, it's a pretty limited roster uh, that 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 goes that that, that does curl. The yeah, Americans it, won the curling gold last Olympics. Come on, why would I lie? I don't know. Yeah. We don't yeah. check faction in fourteen twenty sports podcast. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't tell you his name, Johnson. Some I, it's not, the story gets even Fisher is Johnson or Smith or something. Like and the third has a beard name. and wears a blue ball cap. Yeah, yeah no, there no, you no. go. And yeah, big biceps and he sweeps. Well, no, he looks kind of like a cor- uh, like a farm boy that that's, <laughs> yeah. that used to that's been pitching Dale's. Like I think they're from Minnesota or Wisconsin. From I'm Nebraska. Not 100%. Yeah, no, not Nebraska. Me. There's no ice in Nebraska. No, it's, it's it has to. But me. nonetheless, the, the USA. Men's team are the defending gold medal curling champions. No, that is that is a fact. I've been to a, a couple of uh, curling Canada events where there's uh, the Briar Patch and the whatever they call it, um, where it's either been a uh, uh, Canadian Championship or the ones they have the uh, the Pinties World Cup, the, the, all those things. Do you, do you think the curlers take it to a bit more seriously? At the Olympics than they do at say these Pinties events and these World Cup events, then because those men and women do a bit of drinking when it's the Scotties and the Briar and everything else. Uh, things have changed the last ten years, obviously a little bit. But do you think that they don't mind hoisting a couple of drinks now and then, even though it's the Olympics? Oh, the sure. end, at the end of the day, it's curling. Uh, it is curling, but these these people these the curlers these days are athletes like they've never been. They've never been uh, as as good at athletes and workout regiments and 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 that kind of thing. But curling is at its very core a social event, and they understand that. And and I don't know if it's a dying sport but it's not a burgeoning sport. Like the, the more recognition they get the better. And that's why it's good for them to be social, no matter whether, whether they're at their local club or, or, or curling in the Olympics drinking. And the part, it's like a tailgate, like a, a, a bond spiel is a tailgate. Oh, right. And there's another game every two hours. Yeah, you you guys are up. All right, you go and play. So it's not the elite level, obviously. Bond spiels are fun, man. They're, that's a good time. That's you a Canadian have- like the uh, the producer. She's never been to a bond spiel. Um, that's Canadian rite of passage. I think we talked about it in the past. There, um, we do the Tabor bond spiel. My my house league team. Yeah, uh, we go to the Tabor bond spiel every year, and which is only uh, like. 
a, a 30 minute drive and uh the the Saturday night we stay in Tabor. We get a hotel. We come home every night. We curl our games. And come home, but on Thursday, on Saturday night, get into we, it. Uh, we get into her. And there's guys on my team like we, yeah, from mid thirties to seventy year olds, just giving her all in the same room. And that's a fun. Like it might not sound that fun, but it's a hoot. It's a, it's a plus. I've, we, we've curled together the Fort McLeod Bonds a, a few times in the past. Once the uh, restrictions are up, I think they are this year. We'll probably, uh, we should do it again this year, but in March, which uh, one of my favorite memories actually did not even mention it. Uh, you may have been there. I can't remember, but watching March Madness was on television. Then you're going to cur- curl a little bit. Then you come back upstairs, watch another basketball game and things were on. and, and it, it, it's it's uh, the start of the spring. Everything's on. Baseball's just getting going. It was March. It's, it's the last week of March. March. It's, it's so I used to fun. go to the Fort McLeod Bonds, but you and yeah. I have curled on the same team a couple of times. Couple yeah. Years. yeah, a couple of times. Well, I think we should try to do that again if it's if it's up and up and running again this year, which I think it will be. But uh, I've asked this question before. I'll ask it again. Twenty years ago, were curlers athletes? They were athletic, but not athletes. Today, they're athletes. Today, they're athletes. Yeah, yeah. Like today, today you aren't going out on on the onto the uh, the ice with the three beer buzz for a, a Briar game. Where I oh think no, that- I I have some some clips saved on my Twitter account. I'll put a, I'll post them on fourteen. Where is, they, they were the literally. Playing the national championship, smoking a cigarette. Well, Eddie Wernick smoking while they were throwing the rock. Eddie Wernick back in the day with the with the corn moves and everything else. The wrench, yeah. Eddie Wernick from Winnipeg, I believe, from Manitoba. And they were discussing uh, strategy drinking oh, beer on the ice. Hey, what the funny thing is, is about me and Deanne, we were at Mojo's a few weeks back, and curling is mesmerizing to Canadians. Like when it's on TV. Everyone watches and they turn as I'm turning my head's bad radio, but you, you, everybody turns their head and they all have an opinion of what shot should happen and what's going on. Even if you haven't played because curling has become such a, a national event now and a, and a thing people watch, even if they never played and people are like, well, I, I would do this. I would do the angle corner raise, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's so funny how the, the silence goes over a, a bar room or a room when the shot For that big made. shot. Yeah. And the, a few years back when I can't remember what Olympics it was, maybe it was 2010. Um, I was out in Parksville at my sister's place and we were uh, having a good time. The band was playing ha- and everything else. And the C- Canadian curling match on a Saturday night, the band stopped and we were all watching <laughs> curling. And it was, and the, my sister made a point. She goes, I love Canada. Like it, it was, it, it was such a Canadian moment. Out in Vancouver Island, where there's no ice or no snow, and curling is it, it was curling is such a great game. It, it's so fun. I wish I would have played more as a kid. I wish I played more now, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and we follow it. It, it. It's it's extremely watchable, right? And then once you figure out the scoring, then it's even because it every it takes everybody a game or two. I won't say everybody. Deanne has trouble. T- like she doesn't watch she doesn't watch it enough 
Yeah. But, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- sh- the, okay, yeah, the yeah. house isn't a target. It's the area you have to score in. It's where the points yeah. score outside of that. And lie. Yeah. Yeah. And once she, once, once she figures that out every time we watch it, yeah, she's like, oh. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, they hit that one out and hit it, it's great. No, curling is so fun to watch and Canadians coast to coast. We uh we love it. Congrats it's fun to, Brad- to play. I've 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 curled it for to- I I've curled it. I've I've played it like in a league for Jesus, like 20 some years now. So in your in your cardigan. And I, I I don't wear a cardigan. I like on the I have my curling outfit. Of course I do. <laughs> I guess it's called a uniform. Dave's the oldest fifty-year-old I've ever met. <laughs> Dave was fifty when he was thirty. I, you know, it's funny. My my father-in-law is a member of the curling club I belong to, and they had their seniors' bonds fill this weekend. And he uh, borrowed your clothes. No, 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 no. My, <laughs> uh, he's an organizer, and then my uh, and my son uh, went over there to help him sell raffle tickets and yeah. run the site at auction and just be a helper for the morning and. And I went and picked him up, my son, uh, and uh, the general manager of the, the curling rink walked by and the, my father-in-law and him were talking. And, and I said, hey, Kirk, like, how, how old do you have to be to curl, curl in the seniors thing? Because 50. You're in, man. Why aren't I in? Like, you lost, those people. you've lost a year, man. I've lost a year. And you know what? I, I sent that out because there's two others. I go, why are we in this tournament? Like, like I'm, I'm sandbagging. You'd be sandbagging eh? the, the youngest, the youngest seniors. Well, that's they, not sandbagging. That's playing oh, by the sandbagging. rules. What am I supposed to do? Not go and, and have fun? Yeah. You want to win. I know how you are. Well, I'm just. Get your saying. name on a trophy to be up at the There's good senior curlers years. out there. There's very oh, good yeah. senior curlers out there. I'm not calling myself a champion, but I bet you. I bet you I'm the last one at the I'll bar. Show them. <laughs> they're not bonds feeling like they're not. If you yeah. if you're not if you're not at the bar at the end and pulling your pull tabs in tonight, you're not bonds feeling properly. Anyways, get out there, support your local curling club here in Canada or United States where you're listening to us because it's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed. It. I'm trying to get back into it again this year, and we'll we'll see where things go. We will guarantee we'll sign up. Maybe we'll do a live show at the uh, Fort McCall Bonspiel one day. Like, to, it's a lot. Well, speaking. A, go ahead, Dave. Speak, sorry. Well, speaking of which, you know what's going to be at the exact same time? I, it's not going to be this year. The Briar is in Lethbridge, Alberta this year. The, the men's national championship that, is in Lethbridge. That's when uh, the former club Bonspiel usually is. Maybe we'll get to our first guest, maybe Brad Gushu. I'll make some calls. Make some calls here. I'm, 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 I'm one degree of separation from Brad Gushu, a guy I know, his wife, who I know, that Brad Gushu and her, Brad Gushu is her first cousin. Twice removed? No, well, I just, I, I've seen I a picture of them together. Like, they're cousins. 
I got to get some people through on my cousins today. Well, that's what I'm just saying. That's how one degree of separation, six degrees of separation. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. The 1420 Podcast. Four beers, sports talk, curling. Get out there and give it a shot. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. Uh, Saturday, Dave, I had to work. I was busy, so I couldn't watch the college football uh the games that were going on, Alabama, Auburn, the Iron Bowl went on, went to overtime. I watch overtime when I watch college football games, and once in a blue moon, they do go to overtime. And when I'm watching the game, I understand the rules because I'm watching it. But when you when people describe it to me, I don't understand it. It seems it's it's the most ridiculous way to end a a, a game of any kind. And uh, Dave, fill the listeners in to. Uh, how a college football game goes to overtime and how it might or might not end. Well, so I had the opportunity this weekend to do a little bit of college football watching. Um, I was, I had to miss the end of the game of Alabama, Alabama, Auburn tied. And then, so I, I was able to tune in on second overtime. So in college football, each team starts from the 35. It's like 35 and like a normal thing to go to the 35 short yards to try and score a touchdown. Then the other team gets to, and then if it's still tied, then we do something, then we do it again. But then now we do it again. Fuck. I don't even know, but it comes to this point because <laughs> it was, it was, it was now instead of letting a team drive the ball, have a mini drive the ball, use you have to do a two-point conversion, one one shot. And so this team does it. They score a hooray, and then the other team gets their try, and they score. And then, okay, we're still tied. And so the team that went last now goes first, and they score. And then the other – it's two-point conversions. It's – you're forcing – that's – after teams are so evenly matched, we're going two-point conversions – even the best team in the world in practice against the B squad only does that 80% of the time. It just, yeah. it, 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 it makes it so much. And then a, a, a penalty, it, it just doesn't seem as people that bitch about shootouts as people that bitch about uh, penalty kicks and soccer. Um, people that bitch about starting a guy on second base in major league baseball. This is the worst way to settle a game. It's, Why, it's nothing like real football anymore. Other than TV contracts, Dave, what would the reasoning be to try to end a game as quick as possible like this? Like what, what, why would they try to change, like split the atom here with sports? I, I, I don't understand this. Like, it's not like the, these teams are flying uh coach. Like there, there, there's airplanes waiting for them. Like why? What's the what's the rush? Play the game. Well, it, 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 like especially in college football because everybody's watching with bated breath. Like all your advertisers, everybody's like, "This is the time you want as an advertiser." Why? Why are you trying to rush it? I can kind of understand it in the professional leagues because you know, like that's an you want to end it because you don't want players getting hurt and tired and now playing 
extra games. But I that's... totally get that. That's different. A regular season game but that's in the NHL is totally ever, different than one of 12 in in college football. But, but sports is a war of attrition. Right? Yeah, so then just, take, hurt, the, just take, the, take the tie. Right? Have three-point games, three for a win. Um, that's what I think should happen in the professional leagues. But in college, like this, this college football Two point conversion. Especially on a Saturday, it's not like it's not like it's Sunday. They're 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 going to run into sixty minutes for fuck's sakes. Right. It's right. Saturday night. What else? What what's on TV on Saturday night on CBS after the Alabama Auburn game? Play well, like you know, like you don't know, play one full quarter. Play a quarter of football. Not and, fucking Nerf football in the fucking right. Davis you know, like he'll battle a field position, and then you know what. Instead of a two point, I'd almost prefer they had a fucking field goal competition. That's what they should do: a two point conversion and a thirty yarder uh, point after. So you get eight, whatever. But like you know, I would prefer you you at least um, interject two aspects of the game, like because you might want to block this field goal now, and you know it, it means more. I like I. I don't know, but that, that this two point conversion is absolute garbage. Well, as, we, as, garbage. as we as we're talking here, the Calgary Flames, the Pittsburgh Penguins are on a in a shootout to to end a game that that 20, 20 players from each team uh, battle their asses off to end up in a tie to end the game, and now one player is going going to decide the game or two, I guess. The, the, but they got to go home, right? They can't play until two in the morning. Play and have to and okay, have to Dave, play a back to back in Vancouver. I, I tell you what, though, Dave, the BCHL, I think they do it the best. Uh, Western uh, Junior Team League here in Canada, they do a a four on four, a three on three, and then and then they leave it. You have enough time for a shootout. Let more players decide who wins the game and who loses the game than just two people. I think the biggest difference will be would be altering the points. You get three points for a regulation win, two points for uh, an overtime win, and and one point for an overtime shootout loss. Reward the winning in regulation. Win! Well, but, but I, I, I have zero problems with the players not wanting to play the four fucking no, periods every no, night. No, I'm not, I'm not saying play all night long, but I'm saying play because the amount of time it takes to do a shootout is just five, it's five more minutes. It's five more minutes, man. And then do if a, they don't, instead do a of a four shootout, on four, a three on three, and then leave it. And then it's decide, one, one I don't point think each. two people should not decide hockey. <clears throat> Unless your name's Wayne Gretzky or Sidney Crosby or Mary Lemieux and those guys. On well, that Wayne, note, Wayne Gretzky, um, aside from the Olympics, right? Yeah. On that note, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins were sold to the Fenway Group today for $900 million. Dave, a little homework assignment for you. Can you find out how much money Marilyn Mew made by not getting paid by the Penguins? Because that's how he became part owner. By They owed him money. So they said, well, cool. how about, because we don't have any money, can we just give you part ownership of this team? Cool. Do, you know what, do you know what I'm talking about? Just trying to think it back now. Oh, 2000. 
It was 2000 a lot ago. Oh, I lost you. Hello. There you go. As soon as. Okay, I lost. Dave, we get caught a little bit. In the uh, the interweb screwed us over a little bit. Uh, we've been uh, pretty uh, not too bad tonight. But I got a homework assignment for you for next show. How much money did Marilyn Mew make from the Pittsburgh Penguins by the Pittsburgh Penguins not having enough money to pay him when his contract was up? Because the Fenway the, Group the, just bought the Penguins for nine hundred million, I think it was. The Boston Red Sox, who own a number of sports properties, uh, he's still going to be a minor, uh, minority owner, which he was the entire time. But he made a lot of dough by by not getting paid by the Penguins. I'm guessing so because he would have retired around probably 2004, like a ton ago, and so the most he could have been making was maybe. $5 million a year and to not be able to stroke a check for 15 million and to give him ownership. Holy cow. I don't, I'll, I'll try, I'll, I'll, I'll do my homework. Throw a guess out, do some homework, but th throw a, a guess on how much Marilyn you made. Um, the, cor the correct answer is an absolute shit ton. Yeah. It's lots. More than he would have ever been play, playing, obviously. And I'm going to say he turned profit fifteen million dollars into two hundred and seventy-five million dollars. That's what I'm going to say. That's probably pretty close. Like it's. I'll, uh, I'll do the homework. That's just a guess. God, that's got to be right around that, that ballpark. I, I can say, yeah, eighteen and, to four fifty. No, not not four because it's nine hundred total. And uh, never touching your wallet in that town anywhere yeah. you go. Yeah. See, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Just, it, well, like you're watching every game from the owner's box. You're driving a brand new Mercedes. Paid for by the sponsors. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jesus. What a life. That would be. But, you know, I don't begrudge someone like that. No, I don't. Eat, I, I've never begrudged somebody who's made it. I don't. I, I like I. Am I envious? I'm not. I'm. I'm envious, but not jealous. I would definitely like to know what that feels like. Yeah, to to, to not, to not yes. know what my wallet looks like. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah, It'd be a, for for different reasons. Anyways, Dave, fun show tonight. Do it again on Thursday. Uh, you got some homework. I got some homework, and uh, we'll go from there. Anyways, fourteen twenty sports podcast. More beer, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More important, take care of yourself to lead you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, my friend Dave? Those swinging high pitches. Here we go. We'll talk to you guys again on uh, Thursday. I, I will be down in the tavern. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.